I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, and there's a couple of weird ones. A couple of weird ones in here this evening now. Strange world of crazy science and tech. And we will kick off with the fact that a British professor, she's a professor from the Liverpool Hope University, and she works in the Planetary and Space Science Division, believes that aliens may exist on one of Jupiter's moons. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's um, all kinds of strange. Um, why is that? Uh, she gave a speech recently uh, at an event and seems to think that there might be life forms on one of Jupiter's moons Europa. Now that's always the one that kind of people point to because Europa's moon apparently is very similar, similar enough to Earth as well. It has a certain amount of, they think like water and a certain amount of uh, things in the atmosphere that will, you know, make up the conditions needed to form life. But she doesn't think they're like little alien men, by the way. You know the way, like, you hear scientists, you, you ask a scientist and you go, is there aliens out there, lads? When are we going to find little green men shooting around in UFOs? And they'll be like, nah. I think the only thing we're going to find is like a form of snot that's on a rock on the moon somewhere. <laughs> and you're kind of like, great. Yeah, that's great. She, uh, she believes, uh, and it's a bit strange why she believes this, but she thinks that the life forms that you might find if you were to travel out to Europa now in your little spaceship would be more like an octopus living in, in underneath the water and underneath the frozen ice caps that they have over there. Oh, that's weird. I don't like yeah. octopus. They're weird anyway, aren't they? They look like they're not real, but they are. Yeah, they, they do look like aliens anyway. Like, if you were to find that on an alien planet, you'd be kind of like, yeah, you kind of suit the place. This is kind of what I'm looking at. You're a little bit terrifying. You don't look like you belong on Earth. You're strange. Yeah. Actually, now thinking about it, anything living at the moment, that would be the closest thing to an alien, really, wouldn't it? Like, what other animals yeah. look like aliens? Um, they don't. Or fish. There'd be one of those ones. What's that fish? I always thought this fish wasn't actually a real thing, but it's terrifying. You know, the deeper you go underwater, uh, a lot of the fish don't have any colours. They're nearly like see-through because they never get any sunlight in, so they don't have any pigment or whatever. But there's that fish that has like the weird antenna out of its head that has that lights up and it has this craziest looking face and the sharpest looking teeth all over the place. Have you ever seen that? No, that sounds horrible. What is it called? Is it a dangerous one? Uh, I don't know if it's dangerous, but it literally has like a little light on the, on its head that it goes around at the bottom of the ocean. Let me see. Fish with light. Yeah, look, it's listening to me. Fish with light. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. So it is called an anglerfish. Google that because it is horrifying. That an looks like anglerfish. an anglerfish. Uh, angler. So oh, A-N-G-L-E-R fish. Yeah. Oh, I have heard of that actually. Yeah. Bioluminescent bacteria that live inside the thing. Um, 
and it lights up. Like I think it was on like Finding Nemo or one of those kind of shows where you think, oh yeah, they just made that up, but no, that's a real thing, an actual real thing. Terrifying. It like, like it looks like it looks like something out of hell. Actually, a different dimension. But like, they actually you feel exist, sorry yeah. for them, especially if it's um, a, a creature or an animal that's innocent and kind or whatever, and wouldn't attack you and kill you. If it just yeah. looks scary, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what this woman, Professor Monica Grady, she's over in the Liverpool Hope University and she's a, a Chancellor of the Planetary and Space Science. But she's Chancellor at the university and she works in, in that division in that area. She thinks that we're probably going to find it, something on Jupiter's moon, which is where a lot of people are pointing the finger to going. It's probably something there. She thinks under all the ice sheets that are around there, she, she kind of thinks life is right, the conditions are right for something like Something like an octopus, uh, octopus, an octopus, as as opposed to any weird um, little grey man that might be floating around in a UFO. Uh, now, uh, this is a cool story as well, but something that I think is going to put security dogs out of business. Oh no! Security dogs are the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. It depends. Um, <laughs> It depends who you are and where you're going. But obviously security dogs um, and drug kind of sniffer dogs are trained based on their scent because their scent is so powerful that, you know, they can figure out whether there's a bomb in your suitcase or whether there's drugs on you. And they use them in, in airports and security places all over the world. Airbus, that big company that makes the planes, they're planning on testing out what they have developed uh, called an electronic nose. And this is why it's weird is because it's it's using biological cells in this little monitor that will be able to mimic the bob the bomb sniffing dogs. And it's obviously good news because they can maybe deploy a load of these out in different airports and they'll be able to just pick up on the scent that's in the area. But again, I worry all this automation and tech is now going to be putting dogs out of business. Ah, uh, that's kind of sad. I, know, I always yeah. wonder, do those sniffer dogs and those dogs trained to be, you know, security airport dogs, are they happy though? Do you ever think that? I'd say they're delighted. Yeah, but, uh, like, think about it, right? Domestic dogs, dogs that you would buy to have in your home that literally you just pamper and do, like, they do nothing all day. They just get to lie around and go for a walk and do all the rest of it. Whereas these dogs are born same way as your dog is and they're made train and actually go out to work every day. Oh, but I think they're achieving something beautiful. Like, if you ever look at your dog when it's on the windowsill looking out the window, it's just pondering, well, what, have it, what has it made of its life? It's just wondering, has it wasted its entire life just chasing after a tennis ball out the back garden, stuffing yeah, its maybe. face with pedigree chum, when those other dogs are out there saving lives? They turn on the TV and they just get imposter syndrome, and your dog, which isn't <laughs> a life-saving dog, is just like, oh, I feel like crap, turn that off, will you? Yeah, I never thought about it like that now. I always thought, yeah. look at them looking at the window, they have nothing else to do, how lucky are they? <laughs> mm. So this is what they're trying to do. This is Airbus. They're using this uh, tech to try and see if their kind of monitors can pick up on whether somebody has a bomb in their bag. And then they're also trying to see if they can develop it so they'll be able to test whether there's like coronavirus in the air. Brilliant idea. So not bad. Yeah, so so not? They, they, they might be. Now this seems pretty difficult. So they might be able to like put these electronic sniffing devices in places and then be able to tell based on what it's picking up in the atmosphere whether or not there's uh, a virus present. And that could obviously, I suppose, help the spread and help the tracing and help to track it down and stuff like that. So that's not too bad. Um, sticking with space again, the next story. Scientists have found that there is new ridges and new kind of mountain areas creating and cracking up on the moon. Ooh. Yeah, now a lot what of people apparently, uh, a lot of people, this is what they say from this research. So they said that a lot of people think that the moon is just dead in space, that not a lot is going on, right? 
but apparently there's a little bit more activity going on the moon that people will be led to believe because parts of its surface are changing uh, and they think that the tectonic plates that is on the moon are shifting and cracking and coming apart because of a massive impact that happened like hundreds and hundreds of millions of years ago so the moon takes a hammering and one of the things of the moon is that it it, it attracts all of the meteorites or a lot of the comets and that just smashes into the moon as opposed to us um, but I think years ago when it, one of the massive basins and craters was made but now that's causing an even greater crack I, I suppose like earthquakes uh, happening on the moon we well, wouldn't call it earthquake would you you'd call it moonquake moonquake moonquakes yeah. moonquakes yeah. so it's not a good thing necessarily no we'll look at one day and the moon will have fallen apart and we'll be like oh, for f- oh my god what are we doing Um but noises have been heard uh, from the moon as well, you know, ringing noises, large, large boomy kind of noises before. Uh, and I think it, part of the reason of that is obviously the reptilian shape-shifting lizards that live inside the moon, but also because of uh, some impacts, huge, huge impacts that are causing its tectonic plates to start shifting and start moving and start cracking apart. So they've spotted freshly exposed boulders at the top of different ridges right across the near side of the moon because they think on the far side, which we're not allowed to see or we can't see, um, there was a massive impact impact years ago. So that was a study done by Brown University, a big fancy one on the journal Geology. So they think the impact was about 4.3 billion years ago and now it's still having uh, still having long-held impacts now and it's still kind of crunching up the surface and moving things about. So who knows? Our, our moon might fall apart. Well, I hope it doesn't. That'd be very sad altogether, wouldn't it? It would, would be a little bad. You'd kind of miss it, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, miss your slightly, photos yeah. of the moon. Yeah, you would. Um, this last story this evening is slightly strange. Now we talked about this ages and ages ago, right? There is treatments. If you have a chronic form of very, very bad diarrhea that you, you know, is lasting with you for months and months and months and for some reason you just can't shift it and the medications don't work. What they can do for you is transplant healthy fecal matter from a healthy person into into your into your bum um, and that will help you deal with the bacteria and deal with everything that's going on there. Right, So fecal transplants are actually a realistic thing. You can put healthy fecal matter with good bacteria into you if you're sick and then wouldn't you know it. Please just do my bum. <laughs> do my bum the most. It's so relaxing. There you go. And it's science, right? So, you know, you just put it in there, right? But that's generally, as I said, for, for illnesses, that's what they would use these fecal transplants for, 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 for illnesses like diarrhea that people cannot get over. Now they're experimenting with transplanting fecal matter to help with weight loss. Oh. Yeah, isn't this weird? Now, <laughs> this will be the latest diet, the poop diet. What are you on? Are you juicing? Are you doing keto? Are you on low carb? No, no, I'm actually on the poop diet where I'm taking poop from skinny people and putting it in my own poop and then I'm hoping for to lose a few pounds. As with all of these things, they've just started doing this on uh, mice, right? So what they've done is they take viruses from skinny mice, right? Loads of viruses that are still active in the skinny mice's fecal matter and they transplant that into obese mice. And it turns out that the obese mice don't put on as much weight and improves their, you know, their risk of getting diabetes, improves their insulin resistance. I am so not okay with this. No? Like, it's so weird, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, and I was wondering why. I I was trying to figure out why in the name of God. So they're taking viruses from... Uh, healthy 
mice, healthy stool samples from healthy, skinny, lean mice. And they're transplanting the fecal matter and the viruses into the unhealthy, overweight mice. And they're showing positive results. They're losing less weight, um, or they're losing more weight, and they're lowering their risk of getting things like diabetes, right? And it's like, why in the name of God would that actually work? But things like type 2 diabetes there is a link it's not the only thing but apparently according to the, this research right <clears throat> the risk of getting type 2 diabetes is linked to an imbalance in the microbiome and uh, the the bacteria in your kind of gastrointestinal tract and in your gut right and they found that some of the viruses that were you know that are in healthy people's stool samples they play a role in maintaining that balance in the microbiome, right? So, so these viruses don't attack human cells, they only attack bacterial cells. So if, you know, you have too many bad bacteria in your stomach and in your colon and in other areas, that can have a knock-on effect. So if you get more healthy viruses that are going to attack some of the bad bacteria in your gut and in your colon and in all those places, that might help lower your risk of getting diabetes and help you lose weight. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea if it works, but it's just a bit disgusting. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. You know? Fecal transplants, you're never going to write home about that, are you? No, and you wouldn't want to tell people either. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to be a donor either, would you? Are you giving oh God, blood? No. Not exactly. I have a brown card in my wallet in case anything happens, they can donate all my stool samples uh, so, to people who need them. Yeah, it's, it's obviously genetics underneath it all. Uh, well, genetics and lifestyle, because um, if you're you know eating certain foods, that's going to promote certain bad bacteria and, and and not promote some good bacteria. So the idea is that they're taking the bad, they're taking these viruses that are going to kill and destroy the bad bacteria in your stomach, which is causing an awful lot of problems and you know increasing your risk of type two diabetes and stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, it's been around, fecal transplants have been around for ages, so now they're just saying, let's just take the viruses from healthy mice. Again, this has just been done on mice. They haven't done hum- human transplants with it yet, but again, stage one is mice. The next stage is to try it on humans, but to try and lower your risk of diabetes and to try and sort out your gut and the bacteria in your gut and that whole system down there, which is apparently very, very important for your overall health and weight loss. You, we may in the future be getting donor viruses from healthy people's poop. Well... I'd be interested to see if it actually does work in humans. And if it does, imagine they eliminated the obesity crisis. There was none. No one was overweight ever again. <laughs> yeah, now, that sounds like a bit, you know a beautiful idea, but I don't think it's going to work too closely like that because they do say in this study that you would still need to unfortunately change your diet and your exercise as uh, well. But it's yeah. for people who are might be incredibly obese. You know, like the, the my, what's it? my 700 pound life you know those TV shows where people are getting craned out of their house because they're so big and they're going in for surgery so um, what they're going to, going to look at initially is not necessarily for people who, who might be slightly overweight or slightly obese it'll be more for on the, the morbid end of it so that people can have a, a fighting chance of re- regaining control over their weight and reversing and preventing type 2 diabetes but listen it's on the way Things are going to get a little bit weird um, in the next while. But there you go. If you see any... Oh, sorry. We mentioned as well what Elon Musk named his seventh child. We'll find, We'll finish up on this. So Elon Musk, the billionaire from uh, Tesla, the, one of the founders of PayPal and SpaceX, right? He, he, he separated from his wife of a few years, a while ago, and is now going out with <clears throat> um, Grimes, whose real name is, is Claire Elsa Boucher. Boucher? Boucher. Anyway, they... Uh, welcomed a newborn child today and I don't even know how to pronounce the name but they named the child X 
and then it's like it's a Latin name A-12 Musk so they gave it an alphanumeric name as opposed to a name like Brian or Barry or Simon yeah I saw that and like does it mean something or is it just a code yeah I'm sure it does I'm, I'm sure it definitely means something I can't even pronounce that it looks like either a Latin or a Greek kind of symbol it looks like an A with an E on it if you know how to pronounce that I know some of those things it's probably not Lambda or one of those things um, but it's a strange name X with that A combined with an E A-12 Musk it looks like something you'd name how stars are named you know what I mean it looks like that's kind of nearly how you name a star but it kind of looks like that that was announced today that's his seventh a baby, it's a baby boy, by the way. So, uh, him and his other six kids are sorted for life. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna inherit so much money, and uh, oh, they won the whole lottery. Let's see how much Elon Musk is worth, by the way. Uh, net worth? Any ideas? How many billion? Uh, I have no idea. It's in the billions, obviously. It is in the billions. Yeah, seven billion. No, thirty-seven point nine billion. Thirty-seven point nine billion. Oh my! And, and God. he's he's on the lower end of the billionaires in the world, unfortunately. I wonder if he's so rich that if you came across him somewhere, like randomly out, if you just turned to him and said, "Can I have a?" I wouldn't say a lend, but can I have a million? Like that's pocket change to him. But I don't think you understand how these billionaires make their money. It wasn't my hand in it away on the street? Going, Here you well, go. I wonder if someone had the balls to actually do that. I'm saying they have, and he'd be just like, "Go away." <laughs> I wouldn't say well they probably have he'd be, he'd be hushing them away and go away bye 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 but yeah 37.9 billion seventh child and it's coming in what's seven into that now it's about six billion each five li- about five billion each for him he, he could keep going like is it um, who just had a baby a, a year ago was it Richard Gere and he's 70 did he yeah yeah he did yeah well no I'm well, sure banging them out. Gere. happy days yeah. Uh, so cool. Well, listen, he, he could have a few years left in him. There you go. It definitely does. So, one of the richest men in the world had a seven child today, and that wraps up Control Alt Delete first this evening. If you see any other stories you think we should have given a mention to, or you would like us to give us a mention to, do let us know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four, and we will uh, give you a, a shout out. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.